Hey everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with... Paul Apersenza, otherwise known as the Moo Cow Moo. And we have a special guest. Joe Turek with no no nickname yet, uh, other than the one Kane gave me, but um, uh, we won't use that today. No, we well, I mean, yo mama, I mean, Joe Mama. <laughs> Joe Mama. Joe, Joe mama. mama is... Uh, the- it, it's kind of funny, I guess, you know. The infamous um, meeting with Kane Hodder. Yes. <laughs> so um, here's an interesting thing. So we're going to be doing this sort of out of order. We had already recorded a movie. We already recorded an episode with Joe that's going to be coming out in September. This is going to come out in July, mm-hmm. you know, so a little fancy, earlier. Fancy. Yeah. So, so it's like a film production, really. So yeah. <laughs> Different order. Yeah. yeah. Schedule is going to be a little off. Uh, and that one was pretty bad. And so what's going to end up happening for my ones to Joe is I'm going to give him two decent ones. We had a better place, and hopefully this one will be decent. We'll see if we all agree. Sometimes I say it's going to be decent, and then Joe doesn't agree anyway. But we'll see. Janitor. Uh, you're the janitor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but then there's, you know, them that we know are going to be like I knew Devin's ghost was going to be pretty bad and the one I have planned for Christmas is going to be pretty bad so just get ready for that um is it something to get in the holiday spirit it's that that uh well I mean nothing this, to do with that. no okay. uh this is nothing to do and this has nothing to do with fourth of July which we already did our fourth of July uh horror film which was uh Uncle Sam so this will be after that but we are going to be talking about the want to say okay so i had a, another one planned and it didn't happen uh or not didn't it, i i decided with this one because this one's a little easier to do and a little nicer you know uh of a movie Thank to you. watch yeah because apparently paul's got something hold planned. my beer yeah he's got something planned to make joe want to run away um, to make us all run away trust me i'll be suffering along right there with you okay guys. well this one we won't be suffered so we're gonna do the nice one first even though we should do that last but whatever we're doing it first and we're gonna be doing a movie called the specials now this is yes now this is a 2000 and i want to say two film maybe uh later maybe 2004 but this is a james gunn written uh, Craig Mazin uh, superhero movie. Yeah, I think you've movie. talked about this before. Yeah, and it's sort of like, I want to say it's a little mystery men-like, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like people that should not be superheroes being superheroes. Nice. And uh, I know you haven't seen it. You've been I've talked about it. You haven't we've seen it. have talked about it, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it. I but, actually have heard of it, but I haven't. But I figured since James Gunn has now taken over DC... It's time to bring back something that of his past that actually, I mean, all his stuff is pretty decent of all the, you know, what? Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet. And then even the Scooby-Doo movies were like, for me, were enough to watch, you know, like. The first one was okay. I mean, I never saw the second one. Yeah. The live ones. Yeah. The live action uh, ones with Sarah Michelle Gellar with Buffy. Come on. Matthew Lillard was on like um, Shaggy. I saw the first one. And Freddie Prinze Jr. But anyway. Abominable. Yeah, but, you know, James got to have fun with it. And, and everybody uh, dances at the end. Well, you know. Fucking kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't no, know if no, they'll no be Scooby dancing snack, at the end of this no, one. No but. Scooby Snacks for you? No. Yeah. No, okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be watching this, uh, but before uh, before we get back, let's listen to some mood, mood music. music. 
we had a little error things happening, but it's okay. Things we got it fixed. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. It's your first time watching it, uh, Joe. What was your first thought? First thought is um, uh, that this was made before all the big superhero films, so it's like it's. I mean, there was I guess the X Men, so it was like it's kind of interesting and in, in knowing the background with James Gunn now, it's just it just kind of could put, put pieces together from the past and stuff like that to now. It's kind of it's got me thinking on a few different levels. On a few different yeah, levels. Yeah, we'll hit at on we'll hit at throughout the throughout the conversation. But I think that um, uh, yeah, it's it's it was rather interesting to see. All right, what about you, Paul? Yeah, so it was before all the Marvel stuff, but it was after Mystery Men, so it's kind of like a bridge between Mystery Men and the Marvel stuff, but yeah. closer to Mystery Men where you have sort of oddball super, superhero wannabes. I guess they're superheroes, but, you know. I, since there isn't any actual superhero action, <laughs> we have to take their word for it, which is kind of a shame because some of the superhero uh, powers would have been fun to see. Yeah. You know. like I feel like this would have been a better movie had they had the bigger budget. Yeah. You know, like if he... James had gotten like uh, D, you know, some company, Warner Brothers, somebody uh, back then to to do it. Uh, it would have been huge. But um, he and Peter Safran worked on this, and now they're the ones who run fucking DC. <laughs> so it's it's nice to sort of see the begin the origin story, if you will, of James Gunn being in uh, the. Uh, uh, world of the superhero stuff. Yeah, and that's, that, and that's sort of what I was thinking with with Gunn talking about how he t- he took like the day to day mundane routineness of, of life and how that would be for superheroes and how how if he's going to channel that into anything of the the backstories of, of any of the future minor very very minor superheroes. I think that's the other yeah. thing too because there there are real superhero groups out there who are doing the real things and they're sort of like. The leftovers that appeal to sort of the lesser uh, folks out there, the outcasts. Mm-hmm. But, but it'd be it'd be kind of interesting, like in the in the new DC universe, if he's going to take some of the the day to day stuff uh, of some of the characters, he, he, the main characters now, and um, uh, do some backstories on them and like understories, if you will. Mm-hmm. So not just the 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 glamour superhero stuff that sells well like kind of like the weevil like what exactly are his powers and why is he the weevil and where does that even come from right you know because it would have been funny if it had been like you know kind of like puma man uh, i don't know if you got to see puma man but puma man always you know, in the movie he's running around saying how oh, he has the power of the puma but he doesn't display anything that a puma does nothing <laughs> pumas don't fly they don't have x-ray vision and they don't you know it's just ridiculous and they were playing that for straight, though, so it, that's what makes it funny. Uh-huh. But, you know, he could have done the same sort of thing where it's like the weevil has my weevil powers, which are something else, which has nothing to do with weevils. Right. Yeah. It would have been fun. But I think I, mean? I, I think some of this conversation is going to be interesting because uh, two of us really watch superhero films a lot yeah. nowadays. I mean, to, to for better or worse, <laughs> we watch them. And we know that you, Paul, don't really watch these type of movies, no. uh, but I like, like, like I the like superhero the films, creepy, yeah, or, uh, you know, crappy ones. They're that's a lot more he, interesting. He likes stuff like Corn Man. Like he likes stuff that are just ridiculous and stupid but funny, 
And but he doesn't like the real shit, you know. You know, you're not going to see Batman. You're not going to see. Yeah, I like the parodies, not the ones that they're parodying themselves. Yeah. So this is more of the parody nature type yeah. of stuff. So this yeah. would be more well, up your alley. Which I I felt when I picked it that Paul would, it's you know, sort of the old days when they had that cartoon from the early '60s, The Mighty Heroes, where you had Baby Man and Rope Man and other ridiculous yeah. characters that don't really. You know, cuckoo man. I mean, who's gonna be afraid of cuckoo man? It's well, here you got here you got bird girl who poops like or who who lets out eggs. That, but it's kind of a cool idea. Not necessarily poop them. We don't. Yeah, know not we don't she know. Lays them. She lays the, eggs come out in some manner, and they have each. We have never their own. see it, which is kind of a bummer. But know. you know, um, so we'll get into all that. Uh, let me give you a little bit of backstory. So, like, uh, what I know. Basically, this is uh, as was stated in the on the cover of the dvd this was uh made in 2000 but i guess put out by anchor bay 2005 um which i guess was a thing where it it got a lot of attention especially after james gunn had done this and then went on and do the scooby-doo movies and then uh later um i think he did uh around this time he put out uh, slither so he was starting sort of getting like his that. name out like that one <laughs> yeah and that's that's an indie uh horror movie and and everything but like he was sort of getting his name out there a little bit more and um he they i guess anchor bay was like let's put let's put this baby out and they did with like they've got some special features on there um it's a widescreen presentation which does not usually happen on dvds uh audio commentaries with actor james gunn and actress uh patrick brewster Yay. audio ca- commentary with director craig mazin writer actor james gunn producer mark altman and visual uh, effects supervisor mojo which i don't know there was a couple visual the, effects, the, the introduction of all of them when they were getting ready to go on the the adventure that they never showed yeah so they show all like the morphing <laughs> the, of yeah. their abilities and stuff but you like the giant ants yeah but we never got to see it uh them fighting um deleted scenes wedding video so you get to see the full wedding video i guess mm-hmm. film um, five days five days before not five years yeah <laughs> uh toy commercial you get to see the full toy commercial richard I guess. dawson's head yeah richard dawson's head <laughs> which i'll get to uh the trailer and uh, behind the scenes photos so i mean i think actually that's pretty neat to have like a, it's a pretty ton decent of, DVD for um, uh, smaller. Produ- I mean, uh, well, I, once again, I think this became sort of a cult thing where uh, more people wanted to see this because of it making, probably because of the the fact that superhero movies became popular, um, like right after this, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I think the movie that really started it all was Spider Man, which I believe was. 2002. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Sam Raimi one, and that just kind of blew up, and all of a sudden, superhero stuff was back and I big. I actually watched that in the theater. <laughs> and, and I was bored by it. I'm yeah. sorry. Is, is that is that the is that the last superhero film you saw? Oh in no, the I've seen a few. I saw the X, a couple of the X Men and the other ones. They just it just it was yeah. just seemed like it was all the same. Well, the X Men X Men sort of predates this, so it probably is some correlation to this. But um, uh, but to your point, Spider Man was really uh, 2002 is, is where it changed, and then Iron Man it really changed. Obviously. Yeah, and the other thing about it is that I, Tobey Maguire is about as interesting to me as a wet tea bag. I mean, he has <laughs> zero charisma as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was just thinking of you teabagging. Uh, <laughs> Glad that you went there. <laughs> um, 
So uh, well, that 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 sexual deviant toilet bowl humor kind of fit in this. Yeah, it fits film. in with this discussion. Yeah. Um, Sci-Fi Channel magazine says X Men, watch out! The specials are coming. Yeah, right. Paul pointed that out, and I was like, "That's that's sort of oh, funny." Oh, they're quaking in their boots now, aren't they? <laughs> well, now you know it's funny Patrick because Stewart's like, "I better quit the X Men because the specials are." Here Thomas Hayden Church is coming for you. Thomas Hayden Church, you pointed out when we were about to watch it, was in uh, uh, was in um, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man like yeah. two or three. He was, was he was Sandman. In, he was um, Sandman. Yeah, I think it was in two or three, whatever one it was. And uh, Lander, he came back for No Way Home, which they just brought back a bunch of the the, the characters from all the other you know mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man the movies, multiverse stuff. Yeah, yeah, the multiverse stuff, but. Um, and this was interesting because this is like sort of the Avengers, bef- like a bad version of the Avengers, which I think they even, even Marvel has poked fun and did their own like really terrible super, superhero v- Avengers so bad that the Avengers had in the comics came to them and said, can you please stop using our name? You know, we don't, we don't want to be associated with you guys. <laughs> so I think in this, they were the, it was the Crusaders is basically the Avengers. Yeah. But, yeah, that's but true. But would this have been made without Mystery Men, though? Mystery Men kind of blew the doors open as far as let's just have unconventional superheroes who don't fit that normal mode. Once again, that was like a year after uh, X-Men, so Mystery Men must have been like sort of – you know, Ben Stiller and all of them's like and answer to the X Men. And it was a hit. I mean, there was a lot of people that went and saw it. And the thing is, is, I saw it, but it's like I remember nothing about Mystery Men. It's like the weirdest thing. I don't know if it was the just. Shoveler? I shoveled better than anyone else? <laughs> I don't. Re- the bowler? It, it's really. And maybe this is a thing with age. I don't know. But there's t- sometimes with movies, it's like it's just. I, you, I could probably watch it and it almost feel brand new, probably. Well, la- uh, Might later. Need to. <laughs> Later we had Kick Ass, which was yeah. sort of oh, a yeah. poke a poke yeah. fun at at the superhero stuff. Um, but that was also an actual comic book, you know, thing. Mm. So there, oh, there's the boys. The boys are really like and, raunchy. And then you get you know even further down uh, with all kinds of cheap B movie independent versions like Corn Man and you know some of the other things we've seen. Yeah, there was that one. Was it Super or something like that? It had Rain? Was it Rain Wilson? Or? Also directed by James Gunn. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I have that as well, and that's independent. So maybe one day we'll do that as well. But uh, I figured that you know we should start with the first James Gunn one before we go into like you know that but we've done a bunch of superhero ish movies on indie film cafe and there's still a ton more um as you were saying you can make a whole podcast out of it but i wouldn't (laughs) i would just use them for our show because i mean there there are plenty of them and and this year in fact we we that the sixth season we really went all out um there's one that's gonna hopefully be coming i think it's coming on uh that we've already recorded which is a spaghetti man you know which uh paul I, thumbs up yeah paul <laughs> loves it paul's <laughs> the one who picked it you guys liked it too oh yeah no the spaghetti I, man is that is that like on it's, it's, it's on tubi it's on the streamer okay cool you should check it out man. yeah it's literally a guy he's like spider-man with spaghetti he like like just 
can throw spaghetti at you, just out of him, out of himself, and he's made of spaghetti inside. Interesting. Yeah, it's such a wacky movie. But and what was the one we watched? God, I forget. I forget what show we did it on, but it was the guy who had the little toys that came to life and went out to fight for him. Oh yeah, you did it for like what the fuck Friday, yeah, I believe. It was really bad. It was uh, Black Cougar. Black Cougar. Oh, so yeah. Bad. So there's some movies that just uh, sort of. You know, and I was kind of disappointed. I thought it was going to be a uh, a big woman, big black woman that was, you know, yeah, fighting crime. Right. I was like, that would have been awesome. But uh, no, it was literally some guy, a black guy, I guess, uh, fighting oh, a guy crime. in black. I thought he was he was in black himself. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, I don't. No, I don't remember. They were all a bunch of Italians, as I recall. Uh, yeah, it was a bunch of Italians in it. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, we did that. Um, there's a ton of these really uh, terrible um, sort of uh, comic book, you know, inspired movies. Mm. However, this wasn't that terrible. Oh no, to this be. wasn't terrible. At this all. and this wasn't trying to be terrible. No. This was trying to be. This was trying to be mainstream too. Like this well, was trying to well, be. Well, had a cast. I mean, yeah, and it, and it, you know, it's trying to be sort of irreverent and funny and, and weird, although it's not. Sergeant Kabuki Man, either. Oh, man. We did Sergeant Kabuki Man this year, yeah, too. We did. Jesus Christ. We did a lot of superhero so, so movies it, this year. So it's sort of a running theme for this season, I guess. It was not planned, but it is, I guess, you know, which is awesome. I don't, I don't mind, uh, hmm. you know, especially because I've wanted to share this one. Like, this has been one I've wanted to do for a while. It's just, I. Uh, a, I, I have it in that collection somewhere, and I just didn't want to go through it, so I just bought a new one, you know? Figuring I can, if I ever find it again, I can either sell it or, or keep it, because just in case this one gets scratched. Or when you meet James Gunn, you can get him to autograph it, and there's your autograph copy, and then there's the copy you play. Sure. You know, <laughs> I, if I ever met James Gunn, I mean, he's interacted with me on Twitter uh, by the way, I've deactivated my Twitter now, so I'm no longer available to chat with James Gunn on that. Um, I th- if he's on Instagram, I uh, probably would. But uh, he, you know, I, uh, I would, I would reply to him or whatever, and he'd actually respond occasionally because that's what he does. Like that, that doesn't seem like the CEO of a of a big corporation like DC Studios, but he is very personable he'll tell you straight up and he'll give you the honest truth about what's going on generally you well, know well it seems like that's what's really needed and i i, I guess having something watching something like this that that pokes fun at the whole thing is is, is good because right now it's almost like an overload in superhero type of films you and think in, in comic books and it's like it really needs a somewhat of a, a, a reshaping if you will or a, a little bit of a new direction um to become I don't want to say relevant again because it's still relevant because it still makes the money, but it's it just there seems to be a little bit of a overburn in it. It just needs a little bit of a direction. And it's also kind of a product of its time too, because there are people in this film, uh, actors who mm-hmm. were sort of that was their thing was the early aughts, the yeah. early two thousands. Well, you had a Brat Packer in it too. The whole dance off thing, yeah. which was later to come in the Scooby Doo movies and yeah. a few yeah. other things. You were like, "Oh God, is that James's thing?" That like. <laughs> Stop. So, Please so, ma- so maybe James Gunn will take this sort of a different approach into the, into the DC universe oh, and, and, and bring that in to the DC universe. Life. There are probably going to be like more 
goofy stuff. Like if you watch Suicide Squad, his oh yeah, you know Suicide Squad, it is very comedic, very mm-hmm. silly, dark comedy kind of stuff. Um, then you watch the you know, and you watch this, yeah. you're like, yeah, I can sort of see it's that. It's more Tromeo and Julietish. Yeah, more so than like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is more Disney. You know, yeah. and everything. But Guardians of the Galaxy is still funny as hell and has that humor that I I really like. So James has sort of been one of those writers who I think is just really, like, he knows what he wants, you know, as far as, as giving the audience, you know, what they're in for, right? So with the specials, he knew that, like, okay, we've got a group of, uh, you know, superheroes who are sort of the uh, the ragtag, like, you know... Uh, Fifth or sixth tier or whatever. Z-list, you know. <laughs> still haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You, well, I mean, you might like it, you might not. I mean, you don't like Disney, so I would imagine that you... If they don't Marvel, like Disney and they don't like superhero movies and they don't like Marvel, you can understand why I haven't seen it. Right, and so if you have, if you do end up seeing it, I guarantee it will be only because James Gunn made it. And you may still not like it. Um, I think Guardians is different though than, than a lot of the Marvel stuff. It, it, it just has a has a different every feel to now it. and again a movie that's that kind of thing will come along, and I'll expect I expect to dislike it. But it turned out I liked it. What was the one with the Tim Allen? Galaxy uh, Quest. Galaxy Quest. That I enjoyed a lot. I I did not expect yeah. to like that one, but that was good. That was I, a good one. It was good. Um, uh yeah, Scorny uh, Weaver too. No. Well, yeah, but you know, she 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 stole my heart as Dana. So oh, stole my heart. There. Oh, yeah. there is no Dana. <laughs> Only <laughs> Zool. <laughs> yeah. So she's you know, but uh, you know, you is probably Ripley. Or oh something. hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> In the first movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think from a, from a from a Marvel standpoint, knowing how you are sort of, like, I don't say anti Hollywood, anti Marvel, anti comics, that that sort of thing. Guardians has a sort of a different take and stuff like that. And the James Gunn influence, I think. If there is one that you might enjoy, that might be that one. Yeah, the first one. I think after a while, it, it, it yeah. sort of, like the second one, uh, I felt like was pretty much just a retread of the, the first a little bit. And then they have the new one that's coming out. Uh, well, it will already be out by the time this comes out. But, but we're doing this in April, so it'll be out in next month. And I'm actually really super excited to see it. It looks like, a, and it's the end of the of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and later the Gal- Guardians will reform, and somebody else is going to take over. Hopefully, someone with or the, or they'll take over twenty minutes, to fifteen minutes, the movie like they did the last Thor. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people are sort of pissed about that because they would if they had joined Thor, which would have cost more money, mm-hmm. and that's why they didn't. But if they would have joined the whole uh, the whole movie, they would have been a lot more fun, yeah. I think, and I feel like. That was what was missing was like I was like oh it's going good this is gonna be great and then they left it go by and I'm like yeah. oh no what's gonna happen <laughs> then, next yeah. if it, but no but I think what 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 that what that did in Thor so like that it it turns back to this to where it's like intertwines a bunch of different superheroes all into like their little click things and stuff and like that and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to mention one of the issues I had was that there I thought there were too many characters too many characters for me to be too interested it was too spread out like um i don't even remember her name uh the the one who was watching out over the the weird alien orphan oh yeah yeah there was deadly girl um, the two of them i could have done without well oh the you didn't like the alien orphan no 
Okay. Well, we'll talk about... All right, let's go into the characters real quick. And we're going to go from order of appearance because that's what the credits did. So we first uh, meet Nightbird, uh, played by Jordan Ladd, which we all discussed. She lays eggs and she apparently has... Uh, the power of birds. Yeah, power of birds. She, she, supersonic hearing. And- supersonic hearing, and she's also... Which... She didn't seem like she had super sonic. No, she didn't. Yeah, that's okay. Like I would have, I would have liked if she used that more, you know, or something like. But nice know. if any of them had used any of their powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I was like more at all. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> but I think that's sort of part. I, I think that's part of the end joke with it. Yeah, the million dollar budget and with the. I mean, none of these were like huge A-listers, but I mean, they all had some value, think, a dollar value probably. I don't too. think Jordan Ladd was that big at that time in 2000. She was just yeah. starting out, so it was nice That's that cool. she was in this. Uh, but eight to ten different characters that that, that that were all on the same probably level of spectrum. Yeah, so the Weevil uh, was played by Rob Lowe, One and the he's Brad basically the main guy, you know. Uh, Jamie Kennedy played a mock who was like uh, a blue. I think he was probably my favorite character. Yeah, he had more. He had better lines. Like yeah. they gave him more of a character, and we'll get into him in a little it's, bit. Yeah, it's interesting. His character was interesting, um, but I can't stand Jimmy Kennedy. So really, sort of even. I love him, and he was so nice to me when I met him. So I don't know. There's something when I met him, I was just like, I, I would. Ah, you know, it was really cool. He well, was the, really well. This, cool this, dude. this that came out right after he um sort of. I think it was right after he bombed out in a few of his headlining that kicking it old school and son of mask. That was right around that same time period. So I think this. Was, oh, son of mask. Oof, yeah, yeah. So I think this was sort of him Hugely. stepping back into a more of a supporting role and yeah. and, and an indie film. So uh, a small yeah. yeah, which was know, cool. It was all that whole bro stuff on MTV. And yeah. This, but he'll always be Randy to me. But, I mean, from yeah, from screen. It's a generational thing. I, you know, you well, guys I mean, you guys are more closer to the generation. He just likes more horror stuff that you're not into, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, U.S. Bill was Mike Schwartz. Who was U.S. Bill? Was he, that? Was, he was one with the mask that came guy. off and, and the bulk. The, he could like lift cars and stuff like that. He was brushing his teeth when the heavy guy came. That in. word has a U in it. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he was kind of. That's kind I, of a I, character I, that's kind, kind of, of annoying. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't really feel his character, it, really. Yeah, they was, like, trying too much. Yeah. yeah. Trying too much, James Gunn. So the strobe was uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who yeah. we all love. And, yeah. and yeah, as you were saying, he said his, like, lines all, the, like, the same way and every single time. Every movie. Yeah. Every movie, yeah. 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 And, and this, was, this was pre- His voice this, is very distinct. This was pre-Oscar time for him. Because I think, I don't know if he won or not for Sideways. I think he did. Yeah. But, um, uh, so it was before Sideways, but it was obviously after Wings. So after a big, successful TV run. Yeah. Uh, Miss uh, Indestructible was Patrick Brewster. Yay. And you favorite. love her. Yeah, and she was great in it. Uh, Power Chick was the Kelly Caulfield was the girl that you were saying. And Alien Orphan was James Gunn. Or, or not James Gunn, Sean Gunn. And Sean Gunn was sort of... I, I, his character, as you said, you could do without. I thought he was fun. I don't know. He was enjoyable. He just sort of took... The only thing is, like, you were pointing out that they could not make that today because his character was a little bit, well, because he's an alien and he's, you know, sort of. He was, he was intellectually a little. Yeah. He was was not on the same intellect as as the other characters. Very, yeah. That's a nice way of pointing it out. (laughs) And some of the jokes that they. Special needs. Just because he's an alien doesn't mean he's going to be special needs. Yeah, some of the the jokes they they said there was a little, um, it, it wouldn't fly today. Yeah. 
Uh, Deadly Girl was Judy Greer, who we I all love. Her, yeah. And yeah. I, I'd say next to Jamie Kennedy, she was probably mother, the other one that I really I liked. Yeah, I really liked her, too. Yeah, I liked her, but I liked her character. Um, her character was pretty interesting. Yeah, her well, character was just more, she was sort of the more smart person about mm-hmm. everything, you know? I, and I wanted to see more of her because it looked like you were being set up for Minute Man to be interested in in the sweet, cute little Nightbird. Nightbird. When it turns out, he actually well, ends up with the the bitter, angry, deadly girl instead. Well, and and deadly girl um, liked him. You could tell from the very beginning, and she was very sort of. She got really upset. You could tell that he started liking Nightbird and everything and, yeah, but, and whatnot. But she had there was that nice scene where um where we, we were all like, oh, I want to have a little pudding pack thing. Yeah, <laughs> when they were they eating the pudding, pudding packs, together. they nice. pudding together. It was like a nice little moment. Yeah, again, it, with less characters, we could have had more of some of that. More yeah. of that, yeah. Um, and with such a short running time, they could have just had a little bit more time to let some of those characters and, breathe. I mean, a little again, bit. go back to Mystery Men. There was like six of them. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot, yeah. But there was a lot in this one, yeah. So then there's James Gunn himself playing a minute man. Don't call him Minute Man. He doesn't like being called Minute Man. And, uh, they did shrink him, though, so that was a little bit of a special Most effect. Most guys are so. Minute Man. They just, nobody <laughs> wants to admit that. All right. Um, <laughs> next <laughs> Going is, quickly uh, off the rails. <laughs> Mr. Smart, uh, Jim Zolovec. Yeah, um, I liked him. One. He was another one I was just I liked him. I don't know. I, he didn't bother me. It's just sort of like, you know, really nothing happened, you know, with him. You know, like, yeah, you're right. If, if they got rid of him and maybe a couple other people, they could have focused more time on some of the other people, yeah, all the characters. I think they did eight because, like, there's probably like eight X-Men at least, you know, and stuff, and they are really trying to, yeah, trying to go that way. I, I was looking up to see if I recognized him from anything else that I had seen, and um, he's been in a few other things. Yeah, I've but, seen him before. But um, uh, I didn't realize he had died. I was like, oh, oh, he died. Yeah. Um, oh, Jim's when? Two thousand six. So he. Was, oh, damn. Yeah. So he's only he was only forty years old. So not too long after that film. Yeah, oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I mean, it, um, um, heart attack. Yeah. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. man. Uh, then, uh, right, there was a news anchor named Johnny Mountain. Was his name Johnny Mountain? I'm like, all right. But he played a newsman, uh, news anchor. Then you have the eights. And now we got the eights, uh, which is John Doe. Uh, as you know him from X, from X. Uh, Abdul Salam Al Razak, um, Lauren Cohn, T- uh, Tom Dorfmeister, uh, Brian Gunn, Johan Stoff. I mean, a bunch of people. I none of these. But they I, I like all that. Familiar faces. I, I, and, and I like that. I like that idea of a character, though. That eight. That eight different. Like they can be in eight different places at once, and it was all different looks and stuff like that. Like that one team, they all shared one brain. Yeah, it was like three of them were on vacation or something. They were all in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah. While the other five were at, were were trying to persuade, or, or at the bar, or just talking like yeah. to Thomas Hayden Church. You'd think though that if they were going to go on vacation, they'd probably be sick of each other. They'd all go on three separate vacations elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right? You know. I mean, yeah. you don't need to be Especially together. Especially if your powers be different places at once. What's the point of being in the same place? Right. You can actually now, I can be in, you know, Bahamas, or I could be in... Uh, and Paris. And, and Paris, yeah. And Hong Kong. In, yeah, and, yeah. So there you and, go. And if it all rolls up to one ultimate brain, then they can be experiencing all these different things, and it would be for the better good of the In the fact, cultural. I wouldn't be having a, being, wasting my time being a superhero at all. I'd be traveling in eight places at once. I know. 
You'd be oh, sleeping. I'd be eating eight different dinners at once. Uh, but eight you different have cookies at wouldn't once. Wouldn't your brain get fat? You know? <laughs> I'm willing to, to, to risk it. All right, all right. So moving on from that, um, there's Zip Boy. I don't remember that character. That, yeah, oh, he, he was the, he was the one that the, the corporate guy who got um, Weevil to come, or no, not Weevil, but um, uh, Hayden Church's character because yeah, he said he came from like Yemen to to the offices in L.A. for like in 28 minutes or something like that. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't recognize him. I don't know who that actor is. Uh, Barry Dell Sherman. Uh, then the hazmat recovery team was. He was one of the. Mark, he was one of the Brads in American Beauty. Let me let me just point out to the people that like we're probably going to be talking about. Tara Manning was in the movie. Which Yay! Would, uh, I, I knew that was someone. I, as soon as I saw her face. I know, because you pointed it out. You were like, wait. That, you were like, who, who is, is that? that? Yeah. And, I know that face. And so I love Tara Manning. Manning. I can't uh, She was an autograph hound. Um, and then I'm going to see anybody. Jenna Fisher was college girl. I don't remember which. She was in the car. Oh, was she the girl in the car that told you "fuck you" to James? I, yeah, I don't remember. She was the one who said that, but she was in the car with with them. I think that was her then, because she's she's the only one credited. So That's then. interesting because it's like so maybe there was a a linkage that happened um, with James Gunn there for Sliver. Well, no, they Slither. ended up being married. Oh, okay. So, well, they're, yeah, they're, they're married. There is a connection. They're, there is a connection. Maybe that's where the connection all started. I, I don't so. know. Like, yeah. I don't know where if she had met him before and then kind of got her, her on board. This mm-hmm. would be a small part, you know. Yeah. Then she went on the office and yeah. became, like, really big and everything. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they were they were married, you know, for a little bit. They're divorced now, but... Uh, they were married, so that's awesome. And then don't forget Chase Masterson from Star Trek. Well, that's at the end. Uh, I haven't even gotten to that part. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is Sunlight Girl, girl with G R R R R I or L L. That was um, interesting. I mean, she she does that a few different times in some movies. I, I remember doing that in like, Can't Hardly Wait, being um, with the yearbook. Yeah, she's around. a yearbook girl, runs yeah. around with the yearbook and everything. Yes. She, I mean, I think people just like working with her at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think she has her own. Doesn't she have her? I want to say she has her own show now, or podcast, or something that she's doing. Yeah. And so she's constantly working. You well, she know. she was on um, this past season in the Mass Singer. She she was one of the. Okay. One, cool. One, one, oh, the Mass, dear. The Things have gotten that bad, huh? Oh, the Mass Singer's got some pretty pretty good celebrities that's on there sometimes too. Um, yeah, uh, and then <laughs> Michael Weatherly played Verdict, which was the guy from the uh, uh, was it the the Crusaders. Um, he was the one who got to choose. I guess he got. He was the verdict. He got to choose whether or not the guy came to the thing. And uh, so yeah. So. I like that he had an over-the-top costume. Like yeah. Unnecessary. I'm trying to think of what I remember him from. Um, I know he's NCIS a, was where I remember him okay. from. Um, Dark Angel. Okay. Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Yeah. Dark, uh, Dark Angel. And he uh, um, looks like he's a star of Bull. So I mean, yeah, he's the star yeah, of Bull now. Yeah, which is um, And then Chase Masterson yeah, from yeah, Star yeah. Trek. So. Tons of it, it says uncredited here too. It says Ellie Cornell was in it. I, I don't remember her popping up in there. She's um one of the girls from Halloween Four. She's the main girl from Halloween Four. Who was she um, in this? Halloween Four and Five. Yeah, it says uncredited. Um, uh, Linda, uncredited. So Linda. Linda. It says yes. Linda. Un, Linda was her character's name. Uncredited. But I remember her from the main girl. Well, not the main girl, but the um, you know, the, on Halloween she, Four and she Five. She was in Halloween Four and Five. Yeah, she's yeah. the one that was Jamie's older. Yeah, sister or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't know she was in this. So. Yeah, I saw it in the credits. I'm like, oh. So, so I don't yes. remember Alinda necessarily. She might have been one of the other four in the car. Maybe. 
Um, Maybe, but those people, yeah, uncredited would make sense because yeah, they didn't like actually that. say anything. Um, so to go into the story, I guess, real quick, I mean, we, we've been talking for a good amount. We probably did tell a little bit more of the story, but the the story involves like these uh, uh, eight was it eight people like or ten? Eight times eight? No, yeah, yeah more <laughs> eight. Than that. It's more like ten. Yeah. Well, there's yeah eight plus ten eight, other people yeah, yeah. plus a new one coming on board. Yeah. So then uh, there's a lot of people, um, and uh, they are part of this, you know, like shoestring company like or whatever, the group of... Yeah, and, and unlike most where it's a matter of them fighting superhero or super villains, that never happens. It's more the day-to-day internal issues that they all have with each other. And yeah, and it, it's more about the fact that, like, and a lot of it does talk about how you know if there were super if there actually were superheroes around they'd be more interested in in getting on the toys and marketing and all this other stuff brand naming you know and things that they talk about to make money in some manner yeah Uh, and it's kind of set in a world similar to the cartoon the tick where you have competing superhero groups and competing superheroes who are all trying to to also do the thing and get famous and everything but you know and a lot of goofy Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powers and goofy superheroes. I mean, I guess I can understand your problem with the fact that we don't ever see any action in the movie and it's yeah, a superhero actually thing. Happens. They did that thing where they fought the pterodactyl in the flashback. For two seconds? Yeah, yeah. And, they had the, and they had the one flying behind them a little bit or two flying behind them way up in the sky. I mean, that was probably one of their big special well, effects shots. And that's 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 kind of the fun thing where, and again, this is because you, you, they had more of a budget, but mystery man or say like the tick you get to have a a wacky superhero but you get to actually see them doing something with their wacky powers and that that drives it home a little bit more they can't really do that with this and i thought it was sort of funny because uh nightbird kind of comes to uh the weevil at one point and talks to him and and one of the things she discusses the fact that she's gotten there and they haven't done she she wanted to fight evil and all they've been doing is Arguing with arguing each and other and, and bickering, and, bickering. And, and talking about yeah. sex, and which is not your favorite thing, but, but in this sense, it's funny. Think about it this way: it would have been, wouldn't it have been funny if she never really talks about her super bird powers because she's kind of embarrassed by it? But you know, all of a sudden, in the middle of a fight, she lays an egg <laughs> and she can't control it. And people are like, "What the hell's that?" And it turns out, you know what I mean? That's one of her superpowers, and it does something to help. The fight, you know what I mean. The, you could have done that if you had had the budget, mm-hmm. and you would have used that to further the narrative along. Well, it would, would have made it a little more fun, a little more enjoyable. I, I find it uh, deep in the characters. What, 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 and, and this might come from the fact that you you, you don't really watch as much com- um, the comic book movies now as much as so it's almost an overload to the people who do watch it. It's almost that when I go into like the Marvel and the DC movies, there's I don't want to say it's just commonplace. It, it, oh, there's more special effects, more action, more action. And this doesn't have it, so it's like, okay, so it's it's relevant to focus completely on the story. Because, I, I mean, I'm overdone almost on the special effects. So it's yeah. like, so, so not having the action to me was kind of fun well, in a different way. And that's the thing about Marvel is that whatever they do in one movie with the special effects, it's like, well, now we have to up it up and more mm-hmm. and then up the next one and then up yeah. the next one. Yeah, yeah. and so we got to, yeah, each movie has got to be bigger and better and, and whatever than the last because you don't want one of them going 
and eh, that was okay, but it's no Black Panther, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure really what else they could do special effects wise that they haven't. That it seems like it, it, it's it's as fluid as almost it can possibly be now. So maybe this will be a point that they dra- rein back and start focusing again on the stories. Probably not. No, no, they're never going to do that. It's never going to be like less action and visual effects. It's just going to be hopefully more story and characters mm-hmm. and that's there, one, once again balance. to go back to guardians of the galaxy that's one of the things i do like about the guardians of the galaxy there is action there is that stuff but a lot of it is characters that you kind of care you care about chris pratt's character you care about uh you even care about uh, uh vin diesel as a um a group yeah you know and there's the thing too as far as getting back to um this film well i liked a lot of the characters um, and some I didn't particularly care for, but overall, most of the characters I liked, I don't know that I necessarily cared about any of them, because I just wasn't as invested through the movie, because there really wasn't much going on. It was a lot of bickering, like you said. Yeah. So I'm just not invested in them. You didn't really get to know them on uh, a more... And I don't have the nostalgia factor that you have for seeing a movie that you enjoyed way back when? Yeah, it's funny because like watching it now, um, does it live up to what it was when I first watched it? Probably not. But but the difference is that like now I've gotten all of these hey, superhero movies that had, weren't 30, there then. You've had thirty or forty of these. I know, uh, and so or going more, <laughs> at least <laughs> going back, it is a little weirder to see sort of a movie that didn't. It's almost like seeing an old movie, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. Seeing, like, the but newer ones. This isn't a bad movie. This is no, not Corn Man. This is not, not Puma Man. This is not, you know, a Black Cougar. But but we're also watching this These with... These are the, not failures. And we're watching this with the sense that the person who wrote this controls... I say half of the comic book industry, but Marvel's so dominant right now. But, it, I mean... He's running DC, basically. Right. It's like, and, and he created yeah. this. Uh, he, DC's still the little, you know, thing next it, to Marvel. It, it is, but it, it is, but, it is, but it's, it's, it's got three of the four main comic book characters of them all, probably. With the, yeah, with Superman, Batman, 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 and Wonder uh, Woman. Wonder Woman. And then Spider Man is probably the other, I would probably put as, as the big four overall between the two yeah. sides. But, but, I mean, after that, it really, the level in DC kind of drops a little bit. Um, uh, whereas Marvel has a little bit more of And honestly, it. Superman hasn't really been making money. Nobody really is that interested in Superman. Well, actually, I mean, to be honest, ba- Batman versus Superman did very well, I believe. And yeah. and Man of Steel did very Made well. Made money, but the the critics savaged all those. Yeah, levels. well, I mean, you can't really talk. I mean, the, the, the Supermans came out in the late 70s. I mean, that, that's just a different league. Yeah, well, because, and once again, it, it goes to caring about uh the characters and stuff you care about christopher reeves you like him you want you know and you want lois to be saved uh as opposed to the stuff that but in this movie you don't get that because you don't really get the time to to because it it all takes place pretty much over like it's been a couple days and you don't you don't get that thing where it's been kind of reinvented where like joaquin phoenix reinvents the Joker and mm-hmm. and Dark Batman and that whole thing. You don't really get that with Superman or some of the other yeah. comic book heroes. Yeah, and I and I think in, in this movie, I think that the the two that I like the most. And I mean, I, I I really like Deadly Girl, and I think that she they, cool. they started giving some depth to her. And I think that if if they would have um, 
taken more time, and I don't know if this was a money issue or if um, or, or where that issue really lied, but I think that if it would have been a little bit more on that with a couple of the other characters, it, it would have been shaped out a little bit better. I wanted to see more of those two as well. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, which is funny because James Gunn wrote the movie, but he also gave himself one of the more like likable characters, mm-hmm. you know, and that might have been why he why he he was very asked, Ben Stillerish though in this, which was yeah cool. yeah you know I like that and I, I just yeah because I could see Ben Stiller getting mad if somebody called him uh, Minute Man instead mm-hmm. of Minute Man and stuff and I just I think that was Mr. Furious yeah <laughs> like yeah so he I I think he would have had a lot of fun but like and and james gunn did too and james gunn's a pretty damn good actor like he should act more but i don't know if he's gonna put himself in any of his uh any of his movies he is doing the new superman so hopefully he will and he said he's not it's not going to be like you know anything you've seen kind of thing like he wants to revitalize and and re-bring the stuff back a lot of people are sort of not liking it right now like they're not liking the state of dc i i will i will watch it because i'm excited i'm not excited to see the flash the only thing i'm excited to see is the the batman stuff in the flash and i almost feel like i can watch that on youtube if i need to well see well the emphasis is on the the old batman stuff for me as well but the flash actually i i have i have some hope for but yeah. The only a, thing I had any remote interest in was a movie that they were going to do, and then they, I guess they, it's either in limbo or they canceled. It's Amazing Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah. I was, that I wanted to see. Why does that unbeatable not surprise me, huh? Yeah. Well, anybody <laughs> She's needs... unbeatable. That's her powers. You can't beat her. She finds a way. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. And, all, and she has a little squirrel buddy on, on her shoulder. Squirrel Girl. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, that's sort of, I think the point of this stuff is like that's the more comedic route and that's what you like the more silly well, characters and remember i also loved uh jessica jones so and that there's no comedy in that whatsoever that was just dark and gritty and really really well done but again you're concentrating on one character alone and also there wasn't really much superhero stuff as much right, as it was low key it was yeah it was more about her yeah. Which goes back to this. There wasn't much of the superpowers mm-hmm. showing that stuff. It was more you get to meet the characters and you get to know the characters. The problem is most of the time right now, the, the, the story that they set up was the fact that they had to break up, right? Like that was the that was the point of their stories. They had to break up so that they could get back together and everything. And one, you know, and we've seen that. I mean, that's not original, you know. Uh, we see that with bands, you mm-hmm. know, band movies. The bands break up and they get back together. You see, whatever, you know, that kind of stuff happening all the time. But it, the problem with it being part of this is we didn't really know these people yet. You know, we didn't get a chance to like get to know them, mm-hmm. and so when they break up you're sort of forced to go okay do i like do i want them to even get back together it's the same thing with um thomas hayden shirt's character and uh patrick brewster's character is that that's the sort of thing that if i were going to do a second film with these guys i would have done that because i'm not invested in their marriage right i don't really care whether yeah like you wanted to see them like like conquer something at a little bit Do higher something. level yeah. and then yeah so th- but they still needed that um that sort of part where 
something bad would happen to them, like maybe one of their characters would die, right? There you go. You know, Death of Stretchy Boy. Right, which we heard about, but we don't know anything. That about. would have been an interesting thing. Yeah. We, so you're saying the more of like an origin story of like the whole characters? Mm-hmm. You could have still put Nightbird in there because this isn't sure. like based on comics or anything. It's right. based on whatever. So you could have had her already in the group mm-hmm. and dealing with something and... The only other thing I, I sort of got annoyed by is the sort of office feel to it where they're talking to the camera and it feels sort of pseudo-documentary. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because I, I get that for, like, a low-budget film. You're going to put that in there because, you know, it's easy to do or whatever. Like, it's it's this simple. You can office, make a whole yeah. movie where that's all you do pretty much is talk to the camera and then maybe a couple things are shown and then you go back. And that's independent and that's easy. It's it's sort of like a cop out in a way. But I hear you. Yeah, and, and um, uh, I think that he he really had stuff to say too with like the was it the Cos Cosgro Cosgro for the instead of Hasbro um, and part of the whole um, action toys. action figure line <laughs> and stuff like toys. that. That and and, uh, and nowadays that's all part of the machine, if you will. Mm. It's, it's, it's um, what toys there could be and stuff like that, and and seeing James Gunn write that now, then to being part of that now, it's it's it's, well, it's interesting. You even said at one point felt woke at one point because they were well, talking, the one girl, yeah, the one girl, like uh, was it uh, squirrel? Uh, but not squirrel. Sunflower. Sun, girl. No, sunlight. No, no, girl it was the um, it was the one that came out. This season. Conventional counting is just male oppression. Yeah. No, it's not. The one that I think she's the one that was gay. Um, no, no. Well, no, no, he was no. talking about. He was it's talking about. Recruited. We were we were talking about yeah. uh, uh, Sunlight Girl or whatever, yeah. which was Melissa, uh, Joan. Melissa Joan okay. Hart, okay. and she, I mean she looks like a flower. Yeah. That was the joke, and she talks about um, uh, like yeah, apparently oppression for females and stuff like that, and that was you know obviously that was put in there because at that point. In time, that was probably something and, that was starting. And, but it was probably supposed to have been a joke, but I didn't see any of us laughing at that because it, it's the sort of ridiculousness that you have to see now. deal with now. So it's sort of like, in a way, it was a predicting the future, you know? <laughs> like, well, well, I mean, and seeing stuff that's a product of its time, sometimes it's like if you watch a movie now in black and white, the older 30s and 40s movies, and you get the guy who's just like so frustrated with the woman, he smacks her, and it's like just to knock sense to her. And, and it's so accepted then. Yeah. But well, I mean, now, that's the kind of crap I'm glad we no longer do. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's like we look back on movies. This is what twenty years ago. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just different times and, and different different world. Let's face it. Once again, we're talking about a movie that we could see everything, we could hear everything. <laughs> you know, I wasn't distracted by stupid, weird, cheap shit in the background. We didn't need continuity monkey didn't because need continuity monkey. there. I don't think there really was. If there was, there was like it was so small, right? So minute. It, uh, yeah, I, I competently made to a point where I could actually concentrate on the story and uh-huh. not worry about all the other yeah, the, ridiculous. The things. only thing that I saw continuity wise is that when when um, they confront at the toy convention thing. When they, um, when Thomas Hayden Church was walking out with Rob Lowe, they were walking out. It seemed like they were at like various stages, and it sort of cut around to when they face to face. And it was, it was, it seemed like there was some continuity issues there. Oh. Um, but outside of that, it was, yeah. I mean, th- it didn't seem that much in this. And the way that it was made, it was kind of well. And there was a, there was an interesting moment there too when uh, at the toy thing when 
you know, the one character's uh, toy, because they're all turning out the toys are, are poorly made, you know, and his character is black in the uh, the commercial. And he gets really upset by that. And he goes after them. And, and the guy says, well, we needed a, a moment of more multicultural you yeah, because even, even the kid in the commercials did it. Which is a joke on one point and, and a comment on one point. At the same time, hello, your group is all white. Mm-hmm. You don't have a single diverse person yeah. in the group. Right. But, I mean... Dope. I, <laughs> I mean, it's fun. Are you making a joke at yourself? I mean, sort of. Uh, I think like well, well they're, they're thinking they can be. They're thinking they're being inclusive, but in reality, it's pointing out their own faults, right? Accidentally, because yeah. at one point when they show the black, you know, the little black kid playing with the with the doll, he's like, he's just like me, right? And the guy's like, I. It was, I think it was Minute Man. And he's just like, I'm not black. Like, what? why did you do that? And like, well, we needed we needed somebody that uh, a, a, a kid, a person of color would actually, you know, uh, would want to play with, you know, because identify with. Identify with, yeah. And so, like, it, it's sort of funny because I bet that was something that at one point James Gunn was, was, was writing in, was like, okay, well, this is obviously going to be all white characters. You know, we got to make a joke that there's all white characters mm-hmm. in this movie, you know, or whatever. There was like all white characters everywhere, you know, and every one of these uh, things. So like, you know, it, uh, it was, it was an interesting, interesting yeah. movie with well, that. Uh, uh, um, in, a, in a lot of um, comic movies now, it's like, okay, I wish it was shorter. I wish it was shorter. This one, I wish it was longer. <laughs> really? You wish uh, that there was more yeah. to it? And, That's what she said. And, and it's not drum roll. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because uh, not necessarily seeing more of the office type of interviews and stuff like that, but just allowing more the character allowing the characters to breathe more. And yeah. I think if they could have eliminated a couple of the characters, probably just to allow more I focus agree. in on a few I of them. I agree. So I guess that would be the consensus of this episode is that like if they had cut out I mean, as much as I did, they didn't bother me you know, necessarily, but they do sort of slow the movie down in a bit is if they got rid of, uh, say, Power Chick, um, who, what, we don't even know what her power, like, it whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't well, see, matter. They, they showed her, they like, during that one se- sequence where they all, it showed her, like, bolting up, it looked like. It was very similar to one of the other ones. But, yeah, right. But um, so she didn't really do much. I'm gay. Yeah. So I guess that's her, yeah, I, her, her role. Pa- yeah, Power Chick, I, I think. Um, and it, this isn't a reflection on the people who played him or anything. It's just the characters themselves. Sometimes you, you just can too blend, many. Yeah, you just blend two characters into one and, and move forward. And that's writing. also kind of 2005-ish, too. Yeah. You know, that joke and then... Uh, where a minute man is like, oh my, my costume makes me look gay. Yeah, I, I think I think they could have combined. Can't really do my, that anymore. My, nor my, should you. Minute man no. and U.S. Bill. One of those could have gone, or they could have combined the two into one. I, or I something. didn't mind minute man overall. Yeah. I, I'm glad that he was there. I would have gotten rid of U.S. Bill. He was. Yeah. He was one joke that just kept. Was just kept thing. going and Especially going. Especially some of some of his scenes just kept going. Like, and rem- going oh, and going. speaking of which, just kept going and kept going when he was laughing with. His oh, that mother. laughing with the mom. Like, that was so that cringy. But there, um, I kept thinking, was this is horrible. That should have been his character. 
He should have been a guy where he tells a joke and it just goes on and on and on and he makes people uncomfortable and later they just they can't stand it anymore. That would have been his great superpower. Yeah, they just pushed give up. it too far, man. Yeah, but they, they had, just give up after but, a while. But, but, but he had this thing where he kept he didn't want his identity to be shown. But I mean, which was kind of funny and when you when you think about it, because I know a lot of the superhero things, it's like they don't want to be identified to who they really are. Um, but he took the mask off when he was brushing his teeth, which was kind of odd. And then it's like. They had the clip when the toy dolls were made, and it was like, and you could take his mask off. So they were like identifying him and stuff. Yeah, so no, it's it just system off. Yeah. So, it, well, you can't really identify him. I mean, nobody yeah, knows but who he then, is. And, he's, and, he's and nobody. That, yeah. And that, like, the picture of him or whatever as a as the toy didn't look anything like yeah. him. And that was the none whole of them point. Did. Like, the none one, of them the did. Richard Dawson one, they said they had a lot. That I liked. And I, and I, I liked the joke too when he says, we got off the Hogan's Hero line because Hogan's Heroes was, was... From the 70s. Yeah, 70s. Because, I mean, that was a thing then. I mean, that show yeah. was really popular then. And I bet they did have like ones that just never were used, and you know they. And needed... yeah, little weird things like that pop in. that are clearly something that James Gunn really likes. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing was the Freebie and the Bean reference. Very few people know that that movie existed. Uh, I he grew up in the same period that I did, so I remember seeing the movie. It's not that great, but yeah, I can he's see probably about your age. That. I know? can see him loving yeah. that particular film and yeah. working that in there. So, so it, 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 this movie, I think, it's really going to it's going to resonate with me for a while because seeing in a year or two where DC goes and knowing that this is the mindset because he wrote this, if, if this is his approach. And he's done this sort of tongue-in-cheek type of approach to comics with Guardians and stuff like that. So it's I'm interested to see how this is... Is, is this a blueprint to how I, things are going to go in DC? I kind of wish he had waited and just waited until making it now when he has a lot more of a budget, a lot more control, a lot more ability to sort Maybe of they can remake do it. stuff. Yeah. That's possible. You could. There are directors who have made their movies and then later on in their Hitchcock. careers they yeah. do a re, sort of a, a reimagining or and a big can, budget remake. As much as I think Craig Mazin is, you know, did a, did as decent of a job as he could with. With this movie, you know, right, directing it, you know, the acting was good, the, uh, the everything seemed well done as as far as you know um, the script goes, right? Um, if James Gunn directed this movie, I think it would be better uh, now, you know, especially after doing Guardians of the Galaxy and working with with teams and stuff. He, uh, yeah, it'd definitely yeah, be better. Because, and that's the other issue I was going to say is, um, it lacked zing for a comedy. Right. You didn't see me sitting there laughing a lot. Yeah, because I don't think the, we laugh out. I mean, I laughed out loud. The comedy bit. kind of fell flat a lot, too much for it for its own good. Yeah, you know, it wasn't poorly done. It just wasn't done well enough as a comedy yeah. to make it funny. There was me. there were some moments of uh, stuff needed to be flushed out and to be fully realized. I think James Gunn would that. do a better job with that. Yeah, I still I still really enjoy. I, this is a movie I could watch over and over again though. So I'm very glad I. I'd like to see. I I think I'm going to watch superhero movie again at some point, just because the same director who. Yeah, which is funny because he did a parody, but I think he did a better job probably because he had more money. Didn't Damon Wayans do one as well where he was? Oh, Blank Man. Blank Man. uh, That's right. uh, Anna Zayden and I did that for uh, uh, Hollywood Knockbusters, so that was fun. Uh, Another, another the superhero. Yeah, another uh, spoof. So many of them. Yeah. Well, I mean. And that was, and Blank Man was about the time that like Batman was big, you know, and everything. Well, I so. think I think with the way when we've and I've talked about this a little bit already, 
the um, way society is right now with the with the, with the comic book movies, I think it's ripe to have a proper parody done on it right now because it's just so. It, in some ways stagnant in, in places and I think that something like this would well, really work in a, in a bigger once again yeah where you sort of making fun of the fact that maybe everybody is so superhero crazy mm-hmm. and everything I like, want there to be something great it's just I, I, I would love to see another mystery man or specialist type movie see, I don't know that I see everybody being you know superhero crazy Ten years ago, everybody was superhero crazy. I think there's a lot of superhero fatigue now. I think well, that's what that's, that's the thing right now. It is, it. Well, I say crazy in the sense of fatigue. I think it is gone a bit into fatigue because it's getting kind of repetitious and monotonous with a lot of stuff going on. And and I try to find pieces in some of these movies to to like. And it's there's there's some hit and miss, and it's like you get I mean, high hopes for. You look at even some of the rabid Star Wars fans that I know were like. Yeah, they blew up the Death Star, and the next one, they blew up the Death Star, and then the next one, guess what? They blew up another Death Star. It's the same freaking thing over and over well, and over. Well, they took a couple years off for movies for them, so I think, and I think that's a, that's a thing, but comic books... There you go. That's part of what made the, yeah. the, the thing more yeah. palatable. Yeah. There was a space to do that. Yeah. They could afford to do that. I'm guessing Marvel thinks they can't. Well, it's because they can't. That's all they have. Is superheroes? They don't have anything else. They have three, uh, two or three this year, and DC has three this year, and I mean at least. And, and that would be interesting if Marvel decided or DC decided. James Gunn, if you're listening, um, if you know those companies decide to do something other than superheroes yeah. for their characters, they're going to need to diversify because. All they're doing is just superhero, 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 saturating the markets. Well, People are tired they, of it, but that's all they've got. They tried with uh, She-Hulk to bring in the lawyer aspect and stuff, mm-hmm. and that failed miserably because think, they, they tried it as a comedy, and it just was not funny. Think about people. it this way. By the 70s and into the 80s, everybody was super freaking tired of Disney. It wasn't until the later animated stuff that they sort of took off mm-hmm. again. Yeah, reinvented with Little Mermaid and right. stuff like that. But they had their own division where they started to make more adult-oriented movies. Not adult-adult, yeah. adult, but, you know, the, the, the more mature stuff. And, stuff like that. and there were some really, really good ones in there. And it's unfortunate that that went away. But it was a chance for them to do different things and to also make some money. It was their dark money. years. It was their dark years. And they went dark. Like, there were some movies that were very... Uh, you know, like the uh, wicked w- this way come, or yeah, something that like good. that. Something wicked this way come, and uh, yeah. Dragon uh, Slayer, one of my the, favorites. The Witch Ma- Mountains. And uh, I watched Black Cauldron just recently for the oh, first yeah. time, and good I was film. like, wow, yeah. that was. But good. that that movie bombed badly, and that almost that almost screwed up their whole um, you know world. So they had to to reinvent themselves. They went back to their original roots, which was. Kid friendly yeah. and and everything. God, I remember Tron, Jeff oh, yeah. Bridges, and Cindy Williams. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. But see, the, the the thing is, they don't need to stop with the comic book movies necessarily because it's just they're they're such a money tr- money train there. But do some other stuff too. Well, and they were trying. They were doing that with Netflix when they were doing the dark gritty stuff when they had mm-hmm. was it Flash? Yeah, yeah. Daredevil and, and Daredevil. Daredevil. It was Daredevil Punisher. The Punisher. Punisher and Jessica Jones. And that was working. I think most people who watched that enjoyed those. I didn't get to see all of them, but I love Jessica Jones. And unfortunately, that all went to a screeching halt when Disney... Yeah. But the last year and a half, I mean, outside of, I guess, like Black Panther, person. outside of Black Panther made pretty pretty good bank. The other ones were kind of disappointing. So like that, and 
It's like I know that that's their money train. They ain't going to stop doing it, but maybe they ought to diversify yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they definitely need to diversify. Um, yeah. But, but as it relates to this movie, I mean, this 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 movie, I think in some ways um, that and from what you guys are saying, Mystery Man, which I need to watch again, sort of ahead of its time kind of poked fun at something that hadn't yet happened in some ways. And <laughs> kind of really blow up like, like it did. I think they yeah. knew sort of. That oh, yeah. uh, the, the tech cartoon was, was, was yeah. there. It just hadn't been big mainstream. Since. Yeah, so what I I'm saying X-Men is I think that X-Men James was Gunn starting. was ahead of his time knowing that that was going to be the thing, was the superhero movies were going to be really the way of the future. So maybe he's looking ahead again and some, some forward thinking for the DC universe hopefully will pay off. For for us as the the viewers and, and see something see something good and different, maybe I don't know. I have no idea what what the future holds as far as things go because if I if it had been like two years ago, I would have been like telling you, oh man, superhero movies are gonna are gonna be here to stay, blah blah blah. And now I was talking to Paul uh, a while back, and I was like. I have this feeling they're dying right now. Yeah. Like they're well, yeah. like in yeah. some serious trouble. Ant Man barely broke two hundred, I think. So yeah. it's, it's, I'll be honest. If it, if it were me, if I were James Gunn, even though I would do all this stuff with DC, I would do an independent film that has nothing to do with superheroes. Yeah. Just to remind people that I'm a good writer, I'm a good director, and I can do other things. The thing is, is this the stuff that's keeping the theaters alive? The movie theater going yeah. experience is, is these. I mean, other stuff starting to come out. Why do we but... need the movie theaters being to be alive? We've got streaming now. We've but got yeah, other but other things. Like you say that, but like you don't. A couple want... hundred million dollars. I, I don't want to keep it alive on the ter- on, on you know on, just because we're going to get a bunch of mediocre movies in order to keep but, it alive. But it, if, we get, it, if we get more Godfather and. You know, but, but the, close but the, encounters, yeah. But but, but they're but that. those are there too. If if you seek them out, it's just there's a lot more fluff and a lot more junk that surrounds it. A whole lot more. Um, because I mean, there's there's some stuff. I mean, there's some stuff hitting the theaters right now that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I gotta see this. And some some like other. Like Bo's Afraid. Yeah, or exactly. I mean, now that movie that movie's three hours long. What Renfield. Nicholas Cage, come on! Nicholas Cage's Dracula. He's yes. already played a vampire. Because he already Vampire's ran down the street kid. going, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Which is why he can do it. He's yeah. the best. Uh, yeah, Renfield's not. <laughs> we, we reviewed that before. so that's. The, but the thing, the thing is, is, yeah, these movies keep the theaters going, but there's, like one I go to, 24 screens. Yeah, these big tentpole things take up six to eight or Ten of the screens. That still leaves a dozen, a dozen more screens to show other stuff. Except it, a dozen other movies aren't being made like it was the, yeah. in the older days. But, but thankfully, I've seen I've seen movies. I've seen some smaller films that's really hit the theaters last year. It's been really good. This is this is where the problem lies. Outside of Hollywood, this is the problem. Sometimes, yeah. In Hollywood, that's been a problem for a long time. It's not like new. You know, problem is uh, you go to a Hollywood executive, right? And you're a, you're you're a, you're a lower executive, right? And somebody pitches you a story, right? And they pitch you, say they pitch you um, an original story that you've never heard could be the next Godfather, right? And then somebody pitches you the Partridge Family reunion, or like a movie or whatever Part remake, 10. remake, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, the executive's gonna go, okay, this movie that I've never heard of could make, you know could make money but might bomb right and then this one that has a target already audience already in place demographic charts 
we're we're pretty much already know that this movie would 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 be a hit. That's going into That's production. The problem, like, like the player points out, is when the corporations took yeah. over, took control away yeah. from the artists, it became all about making money, yeah. and the bean counters won. And they had um because well, uh, if you don't make money, you get fired. It's it's, it's like know? it's like last year at the box office. I think it's been this, this way outside the COVID years. Uh, like eighteen of the top twenty films that came out in the theaters last year, um, the the biggest m- money makers, it's sequels, uh, remakes. Or reimaginings. It's not original See, no. IP. And the problem IP with product. that is, you look at a movie. There are plenty of movies that didn't make money that turn out to be fantastic cl- classics that people love. Blade Runner didn't make a lot of movie or money. a lot of money. Rather, Where, are somebody going to actually going to go up and fire somebody because they made Blade Runner? It's ridiculous. At the, at the time, people may have, and that's what's sad. Yeah, at the time, they would have been like, okay, this executive. Uh, Greenlit. We'll never hire Ridley Scott again. Well, no, Ridley Scott wasn't the problem. It was the whoever uh, pitched the the you know the writer who pitched it. They might go, I'm never hiring that writer again, even though the writer brought in a fucking fantastic movie, you know, um, and that just happened to to bomb at the box office. If it bombs at the box office, right, it's not going to. Nobody cares about it. Like uh, Mallrats. Mallrats was a big hit on video, right? Uh, was uh, Kevin Smith went to Universal and said, "Can we make a Mallrats, whatever?" And they go, "Why? Do you, why are you talking to us about Mallrats?" And he goes, "Because you guys distributed Mallrats." They go, "We did." You know, none of them knew yeah. at the time well, because it, it, they, it was so low investment. And, that, and let's, let's remember too. I mean, maybe maybe Blade Runner wasn't a great example because it didn't really bomb. It just didn't do as well as. You That's know, what I'm saying. It's not Battlefield Earth for it, God's it, sake. It didn't make its money well, though, I mean, in the box office. It, it made it in its secondary market. It wasn't everybody went there because it was a shitty film. People went there because all, some critics didn't quite understand well, it. Because well, it was the second, ahead the second, of its time. The second Blade Runner didn't make its money in the box office. So, I mean, yeah. it's... it's, it's, it's un, I say it's unfortunate, but I mean the, those the, the suits that make Second those decisions also cost a lot. More. Yeah, the, the yeah. suits that make these decisions. Yeah, the the suits that make these decisions are are out for their own personal interests, and it's not necessarily for the love of the. It's it's a business, and it's mm-hmm. not, and that's the movie business. It's not the film love. But it's not always been like that. I mean, yeah. look at United Artists. United Artists was uh, founded to get away from that. Yeah, but then they did. Uh, yeah, then they got bought. They became part of that. Um, and now Bond is its tentpole thing that keeps I, them moving. I remember uh, there was uh, there was discussion with. Uh, th- this will be a quick story. Then we're going to have to go into our our uh, to wrap it up. But uh, you know there was a great discussion with uh, G- William Goldman, the guy who did Princess mm-hmm. Bride and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and he was he was asked to uh, write a uh, the memoirs of an Invisible Man. And so he was, you know, okay. And the way that they had set up in their company was that the, I think it might have been United Artists or somebody like that. The, 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 as whoever was the, the agency that was set up there, the way that they had it set up was that the director was hired from the same agency, the writer was hired, and the actor was hired. And so the, uh, it was Ivan Reitman originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, uh, Chevy Chase and, uh, you know, and whatnot. So when they came in there, he was, all right, so I'm going to write this story down. And he went to Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman discussed making it basically another Ghostbusters, you know, right? Ghostbusters a big hit, did really well. Uh, let's make this a big, you know, whatever, right? Chevy Chase comes in and says, 
I don't want to do that. I want to do a story where we talk about the uh, depression of being invisible, you know, or whatever. And he's like, that's a completely different story than what Ivan Reitman wanted. So then Ivan Reitman and, and Chevy Chase talked and he was like, well, you know, you're going to have to get rid of one of us because, you know, uh, you know, like we're not we're not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, of course, <laughs> goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Ivan Reitman. Come in John Carpenter, who at that time was starting to f- go on his decline of like, mm-hmm. you know, like he just didn't care anymore, I don't he think. He wanted money. Yeah, no, he didn't even care about the money, I don't think. He just, he just, whatever. He he was going through this thing and he said, I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll do this. I'll do whatever basically uh, Chevy Chase wants us to do. And everything. Well, he was in his Fletch Lives Christmas vacation time. So, I mean, that's, he was something different yeah. but but, it, but he was marketable too so it was like he had some so yeah so he had control so, so yeah so a lot of these things also come in with you know if a big star comes on board mm-hmm. you know which uh from what i've understood like project Greenlight, they talked about uh hbo would if uh hbo would give them more money if they got a bigger name mm-hmm. right and i was like really that's an interesting like thought like i did not i did not know studios think like that like you know like if you get a bigger name we'll give you more money because obviously we have to pay for the name but we also have to make sure this is good for the name and everything production's worthy yeah this this is all an interesting discussion that's probably should be for a separate episode or separate podcast yeah different show bringing it all the way back to our movie all right i think it's time we start yeah we're gonna wrap it up and uh do our score stinkometer score um, so, Paul, t- and tell us uh, exactly what the stinkometer for people. Uh, we score know. our movies on a 1 to 10 scale by which 1 is uh, the lowest amount of stink possible and 10 is the greatest amount of stink possible and 5 is kind of right in between. Stink isn't necessarily a bad thing with us. It just means a movie has a lot more problems. Like Sometimes we, mentioned we like stink movies. Oh, like, yeah. You know? there are, a lot of them are a lot more entertaining, not necessarily for the ways they were thought they were going to be. But they can be a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. It's just that, um, again, there were more problems. More, like we mentioned earlier, how, oh, I could see it or I could hear it. That's there's a problem. There's a lot of problems can't. in this yeah, movie, like, no, there's, as far there's really as that not. goes. Um, and then we total up our scores and then we, we you know, from 1 to 30, and then that's how we rate mm-hmm. it. So who wants to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, it's going to be interesting from the non the non-comic book. Yeah, to me, this I'm going to give this a five and a half. It's five a, and a half, it's five point five. It's a roughly. It's kind of meh. It's got a little tiny whiff of stink to it, just because of the direction and a few of the other things. But for the most part, it's very competently made and it's kind of cute. I I wished, like you said, that there had been more mm-hmm. and and less characters, yeah, more less, story, less characters. Exactly, exactly. So. Um, and I've pff, seen many many movies that are far far worse than this. So yeah. Um, Five and like a half. Who was the main character? Would you say Rob Lowe? I guess was the main I, character. I'd say I was Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Church. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was the main character, and then Rob Lowe was like second. The yeah, because he be the end. Yeah, the antagonist. And, yeah. 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 He became the bad guy at the yeah. end. You the, know, which, weevil. <laughs> which was weird. Evil. He evil. became the evil weevil. Yeah, I think mind. maybe that was the joke. I don't know. They Not never said it. Evil though, honestly. Yeah, no. he just he just decided to join the other group because he. Well, man. Uh, Level-headed she, and, and break up a ma- tr- attempt to break up and not not care about the marriage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was sort of a douche, I guess, in a way because 
he did the selfish weevil. Yeah, selfish yeah. weevil. Uh, what would you say yours uh, yeah. is? I, I'm interested, in, like, like over history, like a breakage between like um, diversity of opinions. How, how? Because I'm I'm only going to go with a three and a half on this. Uh huh. Yeah, because I just don't. I, I was I was almost leaning towards a three, but it's just to me, um, there's so much in this that has me thinking. It's just it's just thinking of from that time period to now, and also the mindset that I'm in now with comic books and stuff like that. It's just all in all, it's just I don't I don't see a lot of stink in this. I see a lot of um, foreshadowing almost, and some 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 genius in that. Now, like I said, there were, there was some stuff that I wish they could have done better to it, but um, no, I, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, good. so I'm gonna give it a three. Um, it I, I've been thinking about that for a while. I was thinking three point five as well, uh, a little bit, but I was you know I was teetering on that line. But um, I think once again, this is a movie I've seen a couple times before now. This is like my maybe my third or fourth time, and I. You know, I still believe I could watch this, you know, like I could watch this every year if I, you know, really felt like it or whatever. Because, and it, once again, I feel like this discussion helped me too, because, you know, with, with what you said, Joe, is like, it kind of grounds me into thinking about what, you know, what um, Hollywood comic book movies need now. You know, they need more where it's it's more character-centered. You care about them. Which, I mean, you didn't care as much as you said. You didn't care about any of them. I cared a little bit more about, like, uh, Minute Man. and Yeah, there and, were parts and, I cared about. I, I'd say Deadly Girl. Deadly Girl and, um, uh, yeah, that was probably the main one for me. And I, I didn't, was more com- comedic. The I didn't really care for Thomas Hayden Church until the end. Because, you, you, you know, like, he's still sort of selfish but he knows he's selfish you know as opposed to, you know what i mean because he has that discussion with uh patrick brewster with her uh with her bra on which i bet you were just going when she, when she, when she was ironing her i yeah. just don't understand what she sees outfit. in him i mean she definitely sees him being a selfish bore so why the hell did you marry him and and then on top of that and why'd she, you cheat on him and there's that like well because that guy was the weevil actually says that one line later about the fact that you had the choice to, to to choose the guy who's like me who's like the person who everybody loves and then you chose the other guy you know right and what you know you made and the wrong choice yet again imagine uh, that uh, so yeah you just keep they keep making the wrong choices so we barely broke 10 with this oh no 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 no, no well i mean barely broke 10 like total total like our total yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, three, three, three and a half, a three and a five and a half. You mm-hmm. say so that's what? Yeah, twelve. So yeah, barely. Well, that's not bad. Um, I mean, this once again, this is more Hollywood than it is indie necessarily. These the people who made this movie went on to do bigger things, you know, um, and everything. I mean, he made this, then he went on right on to do Scooby Doo. So he's already on the track to go Hollywood. Now he's, you know? a, now he's the head of Hollywood. Now he's a head of a Hollywood studio. <laughs> well, he got literally. I like this better than I liked Scooby Doo. Well, right, but well, yeah. You talked about that, and you did you like the dancing in this one no. better? No, I don't like any dancing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a movie where you know we're gonna have to watch like spontaneously dance. No, we're gonna have to watch. Uh, yeah, the bust out like classic, dance. like singing in the rain or something. No, I was thinking more like along the lines of uh, breaking or break it too. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, if you're going to have to watch dancing, you're going to have to watch, yeah, oh God, Footloose. Uh, bust out your Sunday shoes um, uh, for that one. Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, it, it was a pretty decent movie. Um, it uh, Obviously, the problem's more along the line of budget. You know, they didn't have a lot of budget, so they couldn't do a lot of the cool stuff. They could just talk about it, you know. But I think this is a timely episode, with, with, like I said, with the, with the state of comic book movies in cinemas and everything yeah. going right now. I think this is a this is a, a timely one, even though the film is old. It fits the time. I mean, it was either this year or next year that we we're going to do this, and next year that's when DC yeah. blows up, yeah. you know, and, well, and starts doing whatever they're doing. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully he can rein it back in because it seems like it's somewhat jumped the shark in the last few years. So yeah. hopefully, they can uh, Gun can rein it back in and. If not, it. if not, I mean, it's just going to go away for a while. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hoping it does. I'm sorry, James. There, I'm not. There, I hope it does very there, well. There, there's always going to be big special Please effects stuff that pulls people into the, the theaters, whether it's this or whether it's the Fast and the Furious 10. Or well, then you'll still get Marvel. You'll still get Marvel. moldering remains of superheroes that are, are now zombies sort of lurching their way through the theaters. Zombie tired. Marvel. There you go. Well, Marvel zombies, yeah. They've got there they already got that so <laughs> you're you're already ahead um but anyway thank you guys so much for checking this out join us next uh week where paul will have something for you guys to uh, i don't even know what it is yet like i don't know if we've already done it or not so uh God, I, everything is all everything is all sort of your sake up. opens up the one we're about to watch uh, <laughs> probably not. I try not to keep two of the same people on the same, like right next to each other. So Joe's will probably be in August or uh, September when uh, this epi- that his next one will come out. But until then, everybody, hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, till next time, see ya. Bye. Bye. Everybody, welcome we kept, to we the <laughs> Indie <laughs> Film Cafe. Hey, everybody! Oh, <laughs> hello. Hey, everybody! And what? Okay.